Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. Welcome back to the Reticle Up Podcast, everyone. So I have four guests on today, so we're going to do the best we can with identifying our lovely voices. So Mike Seifert, uh, Christina Baker, Corey Shield, and Craig McElhaney. And we are all shooting right now this year for Da Vinci. So we're talking a lot about PCCs, upcoming matches, and just how we kind of dove into shooting. So um, Mike, kick it off too, actually, if you want to talk about how do you form that relationship with Da Vinci and when do you start running their gun? Yeah, so I've been I've been with Da Vinci for about a year now. I actually met them last year at Area Six, and this year's Area Six that actually just passed. So, marked my one year anniversary with those guys. Um, but yeah, no, I met them at Area Six, and you know, after talking a little bit and you know, exchanging information back and forth, I, they were looking for somebody to shoot on the team. So, it just kind of was at the right place at the right time. Uh, everything seemed to come together. I mean, you know, the fact that their gun is, you know, in my opinion, was an upgrade from what I was using, and um, you know, that, that just was a bonus on top of it. But yeah, no, I mean, you know, really, really just like a family over there at Da Vinci and, you know, David and his wife, Adriana, I, uh, you know, it's like my second, second family. So, you know, getting to shoot with guys like Craig and, uh, Darren, when I first got there, it was just us three guys. And we had went to Aruba. That was, uh, you know, really our first away as like a team. And it was great getting to know everybody. So, you know, I was on Craig, Craig and Darren. Darren's not with us right now. Darren Schneider, if you guys want to check him out uh, on Facebook or something. But um, yeah, Craig was there and me and Darren. So then we had brought Christina on. Corey had come on through his buffer system with Da Vinci. And then uh, Kenzie had come on to do a little marketing for us. So, I mean, yeah, no, we're all kind of like one big happy family now. It started out small, but, uh, you know, it's it's kind of cool to see how it's grown. And, you know, the, the name Da Vinci take off a little bit. So. That's my story. Happy family, uh, dysfunctional family. So Craig, actually turn it over to you. I'm curious, like, you know, your relationship too. I didn't even know, like you guys have been shooting IPSC, USPSA, like what kind of style match do you like more? Um, I, I got on, um, Tom Castro, I guess was one of the first sponsored shooters with Da Vinci. And then he, he kind of got me on and he keeps reminding me of that all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, he threatens to kick me off all the time, whatever, but, um, so I got on, I, I've been on with DaVinci for a couple of years. Um, and, uh, I started shooting their PCC two years ago. Um, same thing, Mike was saying, I love it. it it's a great system. Um, and I, being with DaVinci gave us opportunities, like Mike was saying, to go to Aruba. I'd never shot an Ipsic match ever. I don't even, need, I didn't even know all the rules. I mean, um, the whole thing about not walking stages, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, me, Mike, and Darren, our, my first match away was in Aruba. And uh, we, you know, it was awesome. Like, we got to get together, plan walk stages. Uh, we helped each other out. It was pretty cool because we all got to squad together, which was a lot of fun. And uh, that was my first experience with Ipsic and my first match being away. Not out of state, but out of the country. Um, and uh, getting to know Dave and Adriana more and more and getting to shoot with Mike and now Christina, because me and Christina shot Florida Open, and that's something else we can talk about. But um, Corey, I squatted with him in Nationals and got DQ'd. <laughs> but, um, you know, but it, it's been awesome. And then so we got to go to Puerto Rico, too, as a second trip away. And that was another, you know, fun match that me and Mike had. Fun, wet, 
you know, uh, yeah. match that we got. Yeah, that was like that was like a hybrid, like IPSC USPSA match. That wasn't yeah. really IPSC. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know, man. I really enjoyed those two matches that we went. You know, I thought yeah. those were awesome trips. And uh, yeah, thank the day for that and uh, Adriana for letting us go to that. But yeah, and without know. like you know, not getting too far into it. Um, that's been my experience with DaVinci so far. And it's been awesome. Um, area six was the last match we shot and, um, and I'm happy to be there, happy to represent. So it's been great. And real quick, Craig, um, cause I've watched you grow in PCC shooting. What classification did you start out with? And like, where are you now? Cause you are crushing matches left and right. I mean, I, I started off as a B, um, what got me into PCC, you know, I've said it before on other podcasts was really, um, just being involved. I mean, I'm a lieutenant in the fire department, but I'm, I'm assigned to SWAT. And so kind of what drew me that is, you know, drew me into that is because we run ARs very similar and help shooting the PCC has helped me with my regular job. And I love it. Um, and that's just kind of morphed into other stuff, you know, like I never thought it'd be sponsored. never thought it'd go, you know, if you told me when I started, Hey, you're going to get to go to Aruba. Like, yeah, right. You know, so I, I'm a B I started off as a B and now I'm a master. Um, you know, I hate saying that because but you're master, master, I mean, you really are. You have done all of the things and leveled yeah, up. But to me, like, I think all of our, all of us, when we say master, like it means you should be shooting at a master level all the time. Well, well, you know. I don't know. <laughs> like, if, if it was my opinion, I would say Craig is almost at a GM level. I mean, the last bunch of matches, oh, Craig, I mean, he led the team at Area 6 just now. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just been the most solid shooter all around. I mean, even though, you know, yeah. if we went to Puerto Rico and took a one, one two, I barely aged Craig out. I mean, you know, on an overall basis for match to match, I mean, if you had to put your money on somebody, it'd almost be Craig. I mean, yeah. he's just so consistent. He shoots a lot of alphas. I mean, he's not necessarily, you know, I can go faster, but for me to have to keep up with his score means I have to shoot a lot of alphas too. So, you know, I really have enjoyed shooting with Craig, uh, you know, especially me and him got to go to Puerto Rico. Darren was not there. So it was just me, David. Adriana and Craig and and me and him really got to spend a lot of time together walking stages yeah. and then shoot the match and you know I could say that Craig is a great squad mate to shoot with because he's just super level headed and you know I'm I'm kind of mental sometimes like you know it's <laughs> raining for a half hour I'm like asking where's the radar Craig's like well, what are you gonna do about it you know it's just it's chill rain. man <laughs> yeah. I guess you're right you know I, I need yeah, somebody yeah. to tell me that but I mean Mike, Craig, you need you need to go shoot a three gun match uh, Corey can probably test this and uh, you will have no 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 you will learn how to figure it out in mud in rain and cold and everything like I've I shot just, and everything that it's like eh. When it's well, wild. I've done I've done three gun. I just can't remember all those goddamn targets that they put out there. You know, there's too many. So, but I mean, yeah, no, I mean, Craig Craig is only an M, but I think Craig is is you know actually shoots at a level that's a little bit higher than an M in my opinion. And his mental game is a GM for sure. So, you know, I, and that this is where I go back to. I always say like you can't judge anybody by the letters next to their name. You never know how they're wanting to get GM. Some people like to get match bumps and they don't want to get it through classifiers and. Mm. So, you know, just because a guy's an M doesn't necessarily mean that he's, you know, going to be below you if you're a GM. I mean, I know a lot of paper GMs, but, yeah. you know, Craig is one of those guys that proves that, you know, the letters next to your name really mean nothing. And because when yeah. it comes to a major match and putting it on, Craig is pretty solid on every match. And so it's really nice to have him on the team because it takes a little pressure off of me because, you know, I came onto this team having to, you know, my expectation was to win. So it's like, well, you know, if I'm not going to win, then I want somebody on our team to win. Or of course. Really well. of course. It's always nice to have Craig there that's like, you know, because I'm I'm either a hit or miss. Craig is just, he's always going to be. Well, Corey, though, let's let's go there, too. Corey was right underneath and was not far off. Fourth place. That was amazing. Yeah, no. Corey yeah, had, like, the most fun on the range where he's just a happy-go-lucky person to be there. Like, I shot nationals with him, and now I got to watch him in Area 6. He's just like, yeah, shooting. Like, cool. You put no pressure on yourself, Corey. How do you do that? 
that was new me at Open Nationals. It, it was like I had to turn a switch on because Greg can attest to this. I, that was not me in PCC Nationals. I was running around like my hair was on fire and shooting over targets and around targets. And it just, it wasn't, and you know, that isn't normally me. Normally I'm, you know, kind of slow and steady and, and, and shoot alphas. And, um, you know, I, it was, I wanted to shoot with Tom. Tom was one of the things I was like, okay, I've seen his videos, seen his training things. I'm going to try and get squatted with Tom Castro. So that's how it all ended up tying in that I ended up squatting with you guys was because you were squatted with Tom as well. And um, we had a good squad. We had intense. I, you know, he's a straight at it alpha intense guy. And I definitely tried to like match the intensity with him and it didn't, it didn't serve me well. Yeah. Now, and Greg, so Christina, Christina, you and I, have had all of the gun problems and none of the luck until now. So we're not going to jinx it, but you and I are at that, that B class. So we're starting out, we're, we're getting there, right. We're getting our feet wet and we're doing a lot better now that we have the tools that run. Oh my gosh. 100%. My very first PCC match was two gun nationals. Mm-hmm. And I uh, borrowed a gun from Brian. It was not a Da Vinci. <laughs> There's a Da Vinci in the van. And I regret my life for not picking the Da Vinci. I picked the Da Vinci. Gun. Yep. Wouldn't have gone down on my very first stage in the pouring rain. And I got, uh, let's see, like eight failure to shoot ads. Oh, um, oh. It was like a 300 second stage because it was a catastrophic <clears throat> failure. And I was just beating the crap out of the gun, trying to get it to work. And then I realized what was going on. Uh, my uh, re- fire retaining pin was had bent sideways because it started to come out in the action and it bent oh. sideways and it was catastrophic so it was such a long malfunction before i realized what was going on that i had to dish and shoot, shoot another gun so i just took a deep breath and then i'm like okay pistol <laughs> and so i just had fun that match but that was uh one heck of a torture test as far as your first pcc match it's yeah very intense did you shoot that match kenzie two i shot two match? gun that was when i borrowed a friend's gun and um this is where i learned this is why i run an offset none of you or i think I don't know if all of you do. I know Mike doesn't. No, Corey doesn't. I shot a stage as I'm shooting. The red dot flies off of the the gun, like flies. Okay, I'm not joking. So I'm like, cool. And I just have blank rail. So I start shooting no shoots. And then I run to the other box and I'm like, kill me now. And I'm just shooting all over the place, <laughs> trying to do aim of aim of sight, point of aim, whatever. And um, then I learned offset for sure. But I did. I borrowed the Da Vinci and it ran like a top. And I should have done that too. But oh, yep. I did that. Um, I had tons of malfunctions at area eight, um, with ammo and, uh, I didn't train. That was one thing I did last year. I didn't train. I just went and shot all these major matches with like no real home range or time spent on the range. So now that I'm on a team, it's like this, (laughs) I was completely burnt out. I was, I was, obviously going to shoot more still but i was on the very edge of burnout and then all of a sudden i'm part of this team and it is exactly what i need and i got this big fire brewing inside me and i'm gonna bring it out on the range so it's exciting stuff you brought up something important who trains here who actually like practices like live fire, dry fire. I mean, okay. define practice. Like, because I shoot a lot of locals. To me, that's my practice. I don't understand. No. So, I mean, do I do, I do dry fire at home? No, because to me, and this is what I was just talking about with Kita uh, a little bit, uh, it's just doing dry fire at home for me does nothing 
Cause it's like going to the, like if I was going to go play golf and I was going to go to the range and I just went to the golf golf range and I, and I hit, I didn't hit any balls. I just swung the club 150 times, like without hitting a ball. It's like, I don't know. To me, it doesn't give you the same effect. I mean, it's, it's very easy to work on your transitions and stuff. And maybe there's a couple things you can do. Like me and Craig were talking about one time where I was saying I was having trouble shooting on the move. And he said, you could definitely work on that in dry fire where I understand that you can, you can get better at the movement part where you can keep the dot nice and level, but you know, until you're actually shooting the gun to me, it's, it's not giving you the same. And and I know that I'm, you know, that's bad advice for most people. And, but I, I just, I do it kind of my own way and it's usually a little bit different and sure. I don't know. I learned the hard way. That's all. all right. So Craig, what does that training since you raise your hand look like? And then you and Christina, do you all pair up and train down there? Funny. We haven't yet, but we, we'd spoke about, um, two Fridays from now, uh, meeting down at Homestead training center and training. Um, I, I do a lot of dry fire. I can't get to a match every week. It's impossible for me. So I, I'll go to the PD range and it's an open area, 25, you know, indoor, and I'll just, I'll set up stuff and I'll work on movement. You know, to me, if I'm like, look, if I shot a mic or Delta, well, then I could dry fire can help me. I mean, I'm a big proponent of dry fire, um, but you have to confirm in live fire. You have to, you can't just sit there and dry fire and do nothing else. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I, I like to do that it, when I can't get to the range, I may as well try to do something. Mm-hmm. And um, I go to Homestead, you know, probably twice, twice a month and I'm there practicing. Um, so I try to do as much as I possibly can. Uh, I know like Mike, I mean, a lot of these guys, they get to shoot every week and I, I just can't and it's yeah. impossible, but that's what me. What is the dry fire drills then that you run for PCC? Uh, there's a lot. I mean, so you can do standing stuff. Um, I can, there's a lot you can work on, especially with the PCC. Like if you, you know, there's a lot with the grip. Um, if you're not pushing your shoulder into the stock on every single round, well, then you need to work on that in dry fire. I mean, because that should be like all the time. Every shot you take, your shoulders should be pushed in and you should be pulling the PCC in. Um, uh, movement, shooting on the move, practicing, setting up stuff, and just learning how to uh, – learning what your dot does at distances, 5, 10, 15, whatever, and seeing what you can do. There's a lot of stuff that I've learned in dry fire. Now, if I was going to matches all the time, I would be learning that in matches. You know, So I'm trying to bridge a gap you know, per se. But um, – you know, that's, that's for me and it doesn't work for everybody, but I think dry fire can help everybody. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it is boring. I mean, it's, it's tough, man. It's boring. Greg and Christina are both in Florida. So like what's your, yeah. like up here, you know, I'm PA. I mean, once the matches start up in like April, they, they, all the locals have just started. We, I can pretty much shoot three times a week within a two hour drive yeah. where I live. So like, what are the matches like down in Florida? It goes 12 months a year. There's no stopping. And I mean, like, if you really, if you had the time, could you shoot that much down there? Do oh yeah. Yes, Absolutely. Time? Yeah, like in a normal drive, not like a four hour drive for a local. Mine and Christine's problem is um, pretty much if you want to shoot, it's going to be a two hour drive. Um, You can probably test. Now, Homestead, they used to do USPSA. Now they do IDPA. I'm even thinking about maybe shooting a couple IDPA matches. I know nothing about it, but just to get trigger time. Good luck. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Based based on what you're saying, then how many how many matches are there a month down in like your area within a two hour drive? Because I mean, there's a good amount. Within two hours, there's Deep 50 um, near Naples, and that is uh, a USPSA match every Saturday. And um, Matt Patel puts on those matches, and they're they're pretty good. He always mm-hmm. adds something timing-wise with, like, a popper, something that's, like, going to make or break you, like a mini stage or, like, uh, low ports. He always adds something that you might see. Mostly at a major or something like that. So maybe, maybe in the Northeast, we just slam it in when we can because we don't have 12 months to shoot. So we really don't know. 
No, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not that I can't, it's just that, I mean, it's not that there's not around. It's just that I can't get out. Like, okay. Corral does some of the best stages around, man. And it's, and it's a two hour drive and it's awesome. And it's like twice a month. Then Hanson is two hours away and they do it twice a month. So there's plenty to shoot. You got to get the swap boss. You got to get the swap boss to like, you know, you got to justify that. Like, Hey, I'm going to take this team over here to this USPSA match on the clock and we're going to train. Yeah. (laughs) I think the the dry fire drills are really important. Like I know when I was helping my friend Malin get started, the biggest stuff that I've started seeing now is like when the wrist has to be below belt, but stock has to be on belt and your wrist doesn't line up, even practicing getting onto the grip that fast. Sometimes you can miss it. And then nowadays, you know, even stock to, to cheek belt, I've had my Jersey get caught up on that. Right. Um, but there's different start positions that I've been working on as well. And then I use like a pole or a wall in my house and, and do this sh- over the shoulder movement. Right. So instead of going up, down, left, I mean, that, that kind of helped me navigate the the length of a rifle. Cause Craig, similarly, I'm, I was shooting three guns so much that I was using PCC to start training. Cause it was cheaper than two, two, three. Yeah. I feel like the, there's a lot of, you can get, you can move up in classification with training just in dry fire. Yeah. Cause a lot of that's standing in a box and like, like, especially in PCC at the beginning of it, everything was based on open. And there weren't a lot of people, even after it switched off and of becoming based on open, there weren't a lot of people that could reload fast. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't something you do because you don't do it on the clock. So you could practice. That's how I, I just dry fire reload practice, you know, right over my recliner. The magazine even hit the floor. I didn't even have to bend over, you know, but back on my belt, do it again. Um, but as far as dry fire goes, I, I don't do it haven't done a whole lot of that until this ammo shortage. And now when I do like a live fire drill, I'll run through it once dry fire first, yeah. then I'll shoot it live. And then maybe, in, you know, I'll throw one or two run throughs dry fire to take 20 rounds back out of the practice ammo. But other than that, that's about my dry fire. See, and there, there's one benefit. I mean, there's not very many, if any at all, but there's one of living in Jersey. I can, you know, if I want to practice reloads, I'll just shoot a New Jersey USPS ammo. <laughs> ten, ten round mag limit, and you're doing three, four, you know, three mag changes a, a stage. So if you want some practice, yeah, no, it's not, it's not fun. It's like going to the gym, but, you know, sometimes – if you're really feeling like your reload suck, you know, going to a New Jersey match isn't the worst thing because it's like reload practice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Past that. That's about First it. First date ever. First yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go <laughs> hard. Now, I want to give Corey an opportunity to going back it's to the Vinci stuff. Oh. Yeah. It's not the worst. California, New York, and New Jersey? Yeah. I oh, would New say Jersey, that's about the order. Yeah. New Jersey. Maybe in that order. No, and maybe, no, and maybe now New York, New York. <laughs> maybe New York, California, because California. Yeah, has, big boy mags in California. Yeah. Right, yeah. So. And you cannot go to prison when you have them. <laughs> you step foot with a glo- with my carry gun in New Jersey. I'm going to prison. Oh. It's the first state, 100%. I yeah, hate well, it. We got <laughs> to keep our stuff out of state, you know? So that's all. Yeah. If you keep it in the yeah. right spot, then nobody could really mess with you. You know, it yeah. sucks that you're going to have to drive and pick them up to go somewhere but i mean if that's what you want to do to abide by the law that's what we all do yeah that's what we do yeah Corey, um <laughs> how did you meet david and even and adriana and start that relationship with the buffer system and how like did you get that into da vinci as like an upgrade item you know for their shop so mike was shooting um before da vinci he he was shooting my buffer system in his jp for a little bit and then upgraded to the da vinci and um they were kind of like or mike kind of thought oh we'll keep it the way the da vinci wants it mm-hmm. and um they 
you talked to David, I think, and and said, "Hey, I want to run this buffer system. Can I can I put it in this gun?" And that kind of just uh, he kind of just facilitated yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I was running it. I liked it in my JP. So JP obviously runs their JP buffer, and that's what David kind of you know. And it's still an option. And that's it for people out there that are listening. That's one thing that's cool about DaVinci. It's kind of a la carte. So if you have something that you really like. You know, Dave will put it on the gun for you and then he'll send it to you that way. So if you have a certain trigger you want or a certain stock, you know, you could talk to David a little bit. And it's not more like, hey, I'm, this is the gun and I'm going to give it to you. And then you have to buy all your aftermarket accessories. If you, you know, talk to David beforehand, he'll, you know, if you want a new grip or whatever and you, you tell him whatever, he'll he'll put it on the gun for you and just charge you whatever it was, I think. So, but, cool. yeah, I don't know. I, you know, the, the shield buffer, like I was running, you know, Dave used to put JP buffers in his thing and I liked I had taken my JP buffer out and started running Corey's buffer because I liked it more. And then I was like, I kind of felt weird at first, but now knowing Dave, I, I don't know why I felt weird because he was yeah. more than cool with it. But I was like, hey, I just, you know, I really want to, I really want to run Corey's buffer because, you know, I took my JP out of my other one, out of my JP to run this. Yeah. And you're giving me the JP. I kind of felt weird at first asking, but he was like, oh yeah, that's cool. He's like, do you really like it more? I'm like, honestly, personally, I do. And now there's, you know, Darren and Craig, I think they have a different opinion. I think they like their JP with their load that they have, or they're just used to it. But I mean, it's very much a personal preference. But for me, I mean, I put it in, I instantly felt me too. a lot less recoil on my shoulder and it, and it, it low, it planted the dot a little bit better. And I, you know, I thought that it was just good for my gun. So when Dave was on board with it, Dave was like, oh, well, you know, like, you know, maybe we'll offer that as an option on yeah. the guns if people want them. So like we can have a JP buffer, you can have an armor spec buffer, or now you can have a shield roller buffer as like your options on the website. So that's now a standard option. Um, and that's just kind of what they've been doing. So what I do love about that though, is while you're probably nervous, right. Is like, Hey, how do you go tell like someone that sponsors you? Like you want to change something on their gun. Right. Or even though the JP part's not theirs, it's something that's really amazing when a sponsor says run what works for you. Right. Even if it's not mine, or if it's not something that we usually start out with run what works for you. Cause they want you to be successful. That's rare to find. Anyway, anyway I mean, I like, you know, I really think that Dave puts together a really nice upper lower. I mean, yes. it's, yep. it's super, super well-machined thing and i you know i honestly you know nothing against jp they build great guns but i liked it more than my gmr 15 above and beyond i thought it was more balanced it was a little bit lighter and i thought it kicked a little bit less and then with the addition of Corey's buffer i mean i thought it was you know it was a great gun for me so you know the whole sponsorship thing worked out for me because it's like you know sometimes you get sponsored or people will rush into sponsorships and of things that aren't necessarily the best quality just yeah. to say that they're sponsored and then they're stuck shooting something that's not working for them and i got super lucky <laughs> in the fact that you know, I'm sponsored by a company that makes a great product. And the thing, you know, when you talk about reliability, to me was the biggest thing when I was talking to Dave initially before, you know, it all became official was that I can't be going to a match that's, you know, a nine or 10 hour ride and a 12 stage match and have my gun not work for three of the 12 stages. We're out of the country. <laughs> yeah, we're out of the country. I mean, you know, but then, you know, that's different a little bit. I mean, that's with Dave. So if something broke, you know, yeah. that's not just me going to another match. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of time and effort that goes in this game to have your equipment not run perfectly. And, uh, you know, the fact that I can trust that gun every match that I go to to work is is something that, you know, just takes a little bit of pressure off. It's not something I'm ever worried about. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, reliability is super awesome. Amazing. On that. It's an amazing feeling to have that. Just yeah. ask Kenzie or I when we've had so many guns take crap on us at like a level four match. I mean, I think it was two out of three nationals. I oh, all last of year I had gun problems. It was mm -hmm. awful. Um, one of them was PCC, but um, I haven't had a single malfunction since I've been running this gun. And mm -hmm. I ran 
Dave's gun before I got this gun and I didn't have a single problem with, and I don't reload. So I've ran various types of ammo that I've gotten offline. Um, now I run outdoor dynamics, PCC load. That's been running great. I haven't had a single malfunction once and that speaks volumes. Talk about that guns, um, if you want to contrast uh, Da Vinci's guns, I dare you to pick up Craig's gun and then pick up my gun. Um, I have a pencil barrel um, because I I needed just a little bit less weight versus Craig. You can tell him how heavy your gun is. <laughs> Craig, how big and heavy is your gun? What episode is this? episode sixty nine, guys. So it, it yeah. used to be it used to be heavy. I've 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 lightened it. I still I still. I still put, I still wait the stock. I actually wait the stock because I like it. Um, but, you know, uh, getting, Mike was talking about the dimensions. Um, you know, one of the biggest questions I get asked, especially at Area 6, and they were asking about my PCC, was, is the barrel ramp? Is it a ramp barrel? Is it a ramp barrel? I mean, there was like probably six guys that asked me about a ramp barrel. I'm like, listen, man, this thing doesn't jam. It runs and it runs and it runs and it runs. Um, it's not, it doesn't need a ramp barrel, you know? Um, the thing runs and it's awesome. Now I've had a GMR 15. I love it. it. It's a great gun, but I'm shooting Da Vinci and I love it. So I can't complain. Um, one question I wanted to hear from Corey, how you developed the roller buffer. Cause I've always, I, I meaning to ask you, I just want to hear your story and how that, how that happened. If it's too much off topic, hopefully not, but how many great. bottles of alcohol did that? No, take? no, <laughs> <laughs> no. So um, it really came, I started playing with an open gun. And um, the tuning of it and talking to people about how you use the hammer spring versus the recoil spring to tune. And, you know, a lot of people say all, the only thing you need for the recoil spring for is to chuck around off the magazine and send it home. They're like, it doesn't, you, seven pound is enough, eight pound if you, you know, if you must. And, um, but do everything else with the hammer spring, you know, use the hammer to slow the slide down. So I started thinking about that and how I can apply that into a PCC. And so the first thing was really hammer springs. I, I was playing with the hyperfire trigger and the two struts. I had big springs on those and uh, broke some hammer pins. And, and, you know, I abused some hyperfire triggers trying that out. And so I was just thinking about how to do it. And we just need to stick. We need a detent to hold it forward. And so, um, you know, that's sort of what I came up with with the buffer. I've got like a cutaway here, and it's just it holds it in, and then it releases all of a sudden. And then I've got a five-pound spring. So, you know, your typical recoil spring, the JP system, or just a regular spring, you know, 15, 18 pounds. Yeah. And we're on a five-pound spring with my system. So less mass, less spring weight. And it just, you know, it's not, you don't have that. So, I mean, what, what is felt recoil? You know what I'm saying, Craig? It's, it's like when that buffer comes back and hits the back of the gun, like, you know, how can you smooth that out more? So Corey figured out like, well, they'll use a heavy, heavy thing and a heavy spring. Like, well, how can I lighten that up? So those rollers, you know, they kind of take away that initial boom of the gun. And then you can have something super light and in the back, of, you know, and that's where I said instantly when I put it in, I mean, you could feel that you know it's less recoil right away on your shoulder and it's 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 i don't know like that it's only a pcc for everybody out there i understand that but you know you can feel it it's not nothing and i mean you know you could definitely feel the difference on your shoulder that's that was the biggest thing for me that sold it well and some people talk about you know recoil versus dot bounce 
and muzzle flip. And um, I think the biggest thing that we do is the muzzle dip. When everything goes back home, normally you've got, you know, 22 ounces of bolt and buffer and an 18-pound spring pushing it forward. And so I think that's where a lot of the – I think that's where the gains are in this system is we're not slamming it home like that. Um, like returning to zero, essentially, right. as flat as possible. Or even not below zero. I think a lot of them are going even past zero yeah. because of the weight. Well, like Kenzie, like you think about it when it goes backwards, so you fire around, everything goes back. The front of your gun wants to go up. Yep. And then when everything rams home, and now it wants to dip down. Yeah. So like if you yeah. can smooth that out, you know, it's going to do less of this and less of this. And then it's just oh, going to yeah. stay clear. I've slow-moed my gun. I don't know if you guys have done that. Um, go watch a slow-mo of your, <laughs> of your gun. It's pretty impressive. You know that when you air this, Kenzie, there's going to be like people going, it's just a PCC, you know, it's like <laughs> nonstop. Like, <laughs> hey, you know, and, uh, people, Greg, are, they're all ones that have never shot them before. That's what <laughs> like, I have found. Yeah. How many of these turds have changed their springs and their pistols, triggers? Yeah. Their no, I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. But they are. They're going to give us help. 69 oh, yeah. PCC yeah. shooters. Yeah. That's, right. That's what we do. But, um, you know, we're not, we're not talking about, you know, changing the world. We're getting, we're making small gains now. We're going small gains. Small yeah. gains you know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with changing your load or, or anything like that. At this point, there's not huge gains to be made. We're we're taking small chunks here or there. Yeah. Now, okay, I did want to ask everyone this question, so feel free to answer or not. Um, I'll start with you, Corey. What ammo are you running through your gun? What's running, you know, and worked for you for that? I run a. Mine's kind of a different load than a lot of people, but it's a 147 grain bullet. It's actually a lead bullet, not coated, not plated. Um, the same company, Summers Enterprises is the company out of Missouri, I believe. Um, the same company has a like a painted bullet or a coated bullet, and I think it feels snappier. Um, I can close my eyes and feel the difference. So I prefer the wax-coated lead. You know, it's cheaper. Yeah, uh, and that's what I run for ninety nine percent of everything. I do have a steel challenge load too, but I don't really shoot steel challenge. So, I got time for that, Craig? What about you? Uh, I run Grass Monkey one twenty five, one twenty four grain, one twenty five, um, with sport pistol, coated, right? Yep, coated bullets. Okay, and the shoot sport pistol. It's a great load, man. It's awesome. What power factor are you running? I forgot to ask that. Uh, it's a high one thirties and. The dot, I mean, this doesn't move, you know, to me, it's all about, it's not necessarily, you know, I I don't care how hard it's hitting my shoulder. I care what I'm seeing on the dot, really. That's the bottom line. So if it's going to run fast and it's kind of my shoulder, I don't really care. It's not really that hard, you know, and to me, everything is the dot. So that's kind of where I'm at. If we complain about it being hard and we're PCC shooters, we're just going to have a tough time in life. I don't care. I I don't care what anybody says. I don't give a damn. It's so much fun. I I'm running, yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah, I'm running something similar to Craig. I'm actually uh I reload my own ammo. I uh Dave hates my load because he hates Tiger, but I uh I'm sponsored by uh Steel Valley Casting and they're out of like the, the guy he's right out by Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um but they sent me 124 grain uh TC bullets loaded real short at 1055. Mm-hmm. And I'm using like three of a tiger and it's coming out at like like Craig high 130s. Okay. Uh so you know, and I've always found that it's been super reliable. So yeah. And, yeah, accurate enough. I mean, you know, look, I mean, if it's, you know, if it doesn't hit the same hole, I'm not that accurate on every single shot anyway. So, you know, I'm not really <laughs> looking for that. But, the con- you know, the consistency is there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the rounds are, you know, for the price, what you guys are paying, it's, uh, 
yeah, well worth it. So it's yeah. not a bad ammo if you guys want or checking something out. But uh, yeah, it's code around. So cool. What do you got, Christina? I'm I've didn't mention this, so I'm running a Winchester 231 or HP 38 powder, um, like 2.8 grains of it, and I make like 130, 128 to 130 power factor. So. Uh, yeah, I can't be that close. I can't be that close. Christina, I, I want to hear what ammo. I want to hear what ammo you're running, but like I, we also have to talk about power factors because, like to me, that's like that's cutting it close, man. I was 125.1 one time at Area Eight, and I said I will never be that close again. I had like ten slips from Chrono from last year, all in a bucket, and I looked at them all, and they were all right there, 128 to 130. I, I'm just it don't matter, you know. Depending on your powder, whether it's cold or hot, that could really affect it. But I mean, my butthole is puckered on that third shot. Like, oh, this is gonna either this is either gonna make my day or break my day right here. Like, I'm either going home or you know, like that. So I said, oh, I would never come that close again. But thank God that eventually, actually, you need like a 138 power factor in order for that thing to run. And you know, so I'm I'm never worried about growing up, no matter what. What are you running, Christina? Uh, well, John Royer at Outdoor Dynamics out of North Carolina actually developed a PCC specific round. Um, after I started working with him and I ran at area six, it ran good, actually shot 133 power factor. It's 124 grain full metal jackets. And last time I was at the range, I shot some stock blazer as something that worked and I shot it. I shot 163 power factor. So it's uh, quite a bit better for me. I mean, sure. You <laughs> PCC, you can shoot whatever, and it's not untrue. But I, you know, the more competitive you can be, the better. And oh yeah, it certainly makes nice. a huge difference. It's huge. Yeah, difference. yeah. It's yeah. like you notice when it's when it's hot, like. Well, sure. I'm in a yeah. I, I shoot 147s, and they're, um, gosh, they're they're not coated. What you call it? Plated, but they they run 151 power factors. So that's why I'm getting into reloading. I just bought this this press this year, so I am a noob. <laughs> I bought 231 though, Corey, so I'm ready for that. Okay. <laughs> really I mean, cool look, I've, I've shot factory. Like, it's not the worst thing ever, factory, but I mean, you know, it's the difference between shooting alpha and having your dot go alpha delta or, you know, two alpha. So, I mean, like, if you can lower that power factor, it makes it significantly softer in the fact that, like, your dot doesn't bounce nearly as high. So, when you're shooting USPSA or competition shooting, if you're just plinking, it doesn't really matter either way. But, I mean, when you're competition shooting, you're usually shooting two at each paper target. So, you know, the, the less that dot moves on that double tap, you know, the better. So yeah. it's really whatever you can do. And if you're shooting 151 power factor versus like I'm shooting 135, 138, Corey shooting 128. I mean, it, it's significant on how much it feels like and, and how much the dot doesn't move when you're shooting that. So I think you're going to have a good year when you start learning how to use that Dylan back there. I know I am. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's huge. And I, I'm a travel nurse. So I, People are like, why don't you just reload? And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I have to move. Sometimes I've moved three times since I've been in Miami. So I'm like, you have to move all the time. I'm like, you really want me to carry around a press and powder and all these components? I'm like, you are crazy. Although somebody pointed out you could probably just use somebody else's press, like yeah. maybe or something. But anyways, like uh shooting pistol even i mean you could always buy competition rounds but you know everybody's still shooting softer than you so it's really cool this year that i have somebody that actually developed around and i don't have to reload and i can buy it ready to go uh and it actually be like a competitive round versus something a little bit hotter than everybody else's yeah the, the florida open you were shooting hot rounds 
you're I could see the end of your barrel goes all over the place. And I was like, girl, what are you shooting? Man? Yeah. Well, part <laughs> and of it now you're officially been, sponsored yeah, sure. by a bullet company, which <laughs> you know, which is yeah. nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah, much yeah, the the game level just got up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Christine, I've been fighting the uh buying that forever because of moving. I'm not 30 yet and i've moved 28 times in my life and i am gonna have to move again when i buy a house and i wanted to do it when i found a house but it's been a year in the market and i still haven't found a house so there he is <laughs> um you go girl yeah <laughs> oh craig talk about florida open you know what was that match like you and christina shot together you know what were those stages like because that's one of the most competitive and like difficult challenging matches i think to shoot over the past years it's been um been a great match and this was the first year that um, it was all open targets. There was no no shoots, no hard cover, no nothing. Everything was thirty two oh, rounds. Steel. Shannon left. Okay. No okay. steel. No, no steel. No. So it was yeah, and it was as, no movers. Yeah, and it nothing was as fast. Moves. Yeah, <laughs> it was as fast as you wanted to go. Uh, so you can go as slow as you wanted or as fast as you wanted, and it was guys that just tried to really push and threw mics. Um, it was a fun match. It was really, it, I'm not saying that every match should be like that. It was just fun to shoot something like that. Uh, usually the Florida open is super tough, man. I mean, you're talking half Ipsic target swingers, you know, double stack. I mean, usually there's some really tough, but it, the match is always great. And I thought this match was great. I mean, I have zero complaints. Um, I'm sure that if it's done every year like that, it's not going to be, you know, you want something different, but this was a good change and it was fun. It was a really, really good match. Um, I have no complaints. It was fun. And it was tough. I mean, it was tough because you could not go slow. You had to haul ass, you know, and you had to get alphas. So. Yeah. Did you shoot Florida sectional as well? In Belusia? Yes, I did. Great. That yes. was a fun match. Christina, yes. you yelled at me for showing up at the last minute. <laughs> Do you remember that? I was like, really? Really? Okay. There goes that. See, <laughs> like lady right there i'm like here's a pcc lady right here oh, <laughs> you know now you guys are on the team it's it's fun to watch you guys both compete and be because you guys all be nice each other but you know i know you both really want yeah to win, so. eventually they're going to be going they're going to be starting pulling each other's hair and stuff right, yeah. <laughs> well, well tanya harding actually super big cheerleaders and it's like let me get your coat and like yeah <laughs> like oh your lipstick until someone's close and then you're making like, each other's like hair backwards like i got your mags for you <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so yeah y'all yeah want me to load your mags i did yeah, yeah. load some of them but yeah uh -huh. <laughs> yep <laughs> My goal, I mean, yeah, my, my goal is like, I'm sure Christina's the same. We got to keep up with the boys, though, you know? That's I'm, I'm in the learning period. I'm like, I'm going to make gains for me every single match. And if I can do that, I'm happy. I'm just going to I can beat Mike up. on several stages, I'm happy, which I did. Check mark. God. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. Coming <laughs> off my worst major match performance I've ever had in my life. Oh, there was a lot of anticipation. You had two hot ladies. It was a long nine-hour ride of my car not working to have to deal with that result. That's all I have to say. Yeah, but that's a good topic. So what do you do? How do you learn from having a bad match, man? I mean, what do you do? Honestly, honestly I've been not doing yard work for a week. My grass looks great. So yeah. That has nothing not to, to do with shooting, Mike. <laughs> I've been Answer trying not to think about it. Honestly, so you know, oh. doing, the, doing the podcast with Kita, and one of the things Kita talks about is 
you know, when you're looking at your match performance, even, you know, you're looking for outliers and you kind of get rid of the outliers and you look at like the average of what you did over the whole thing. So for me, I'm kind of taking that whole match as an outlier. I mean, there was just, you know, like if you guys ever had a day where just nothing ever goes right and it feels like no matter what you do, it's just, and that's kind of how I felt shooting. So like the first day I came out and I was freezing and I had a lot of mics. I had like one mic per stage and on the first two, I had a mic on stage one and a mic on stage two. And, you know, I'm really good at shot calling and I just did not call those mics. And that like kind of got in my head. And then I ran a weird plan on three, like, all right, whatever. So then the first day is over. And then like, all right, so I had a new plan. I was talking to Brian Harrington a little bit. Like, I'm just going to shoot alphas. Well, like the first stage I come out, I shot 24 alpha, two Charlie. And I had a, a or a 24 and one. And I had like a mic or on like a silhouette target. And it's like by, by a quarter inch, by like that much, by just a hair. And it's like, you know, like I just shot everything perfectly in the middle. And it was a little slower than I normally do it. And I still like by a quarter inch took, a hardcover, hardcover miss. And it was like, I just, that whole match. So honestly, I, I'm just kind of letting it go because when we went to Puerto Rico, man, I felt like I was very on and, you know, my game was good. And that was the last major I shot before area six. And it's like, I don't know if I can really, I don't want to get too much in my own head and say that, you know, something was off other than like, you know, I just had everything going against me that weekend. My car died on the way down. And then, you know, no, you got a lot of, you had a lot of stuff, but like, you can think like, okay, where was my, what was I thinking? Where was my mindset? Where was my dot? You know, there's a lot of stuff that you can, you know, well, you can go through. That's what I, was, I wasn't there to talk you off the cliff, man. I wasn't there. Well, I mean, like, look, here's what I go back to is like, I'm not there for second or third, even like I'm there to win. And like, you know, if you have a 12 stage match and you're going to blow your first three or four stages, I mean, it's over. Like, I mean, like you're not going to, you know, compete with the top guys and it's not like I'm trying to win. I'm not trying to win C class or a class, whatever it may be. Like I'm trying to, you know, to win GM, you got to win the whole goddamn thing. So like, you know, if you're going to do that, you know, after my first three, where I was just so far down, I mean, it's kind of like, well, there's 25% of my match is garbage. And then like, okay, let's see if we can get it back after this, like, you know, first little section. And then you don't, so now you go through the whole first day, you haven't shot half the match, and it's just trash. And it's like, well, I mean, there's literally, I would have to shoot like Tom Castro times two in order to come back and take all the points back. And it's like, you know, not only would I have to win each stage for PTC, I would have to like win by 20%. And it's like, are you really going to hit six home runs in a row? Probably not. So like at that point, you know, I was just, I took Kenzie's camera and I took a lot of good pictures. I can tell you that. I had a great time doing that. But I don't know, man. I, good I just, stages when you quit putting the pressure on yourself. I well, did. not even. That's what I'm saying. So yes, even. Yes, even. Hold on. Yes, even. I watched you crush by like two to three points above me. And, and you and Corey were super competitive at that second day. Once you didn't give a shit, you had the camera. You had a lot more fun. The wonky stage yeah. doesn't count because you blew the crap out of that one for sure. Well, so I, told then, Greg. I told Greg. Rest... Fault. I wanted to shoot with Greg. You know, I feel like I did really well in Puerto Rico and I had Craig in my corner there. And Rude. They're gonna start pulling your hair. Um, your little nubs. Well, <laughs> you know, Mike Seifer and Corey Shield, S C S E. So Mike's always after me. So I feel like it's because I did good. I turned the pressure up. 100 percent Actually, oh, Greg's yeah. probably doing <laughs> I was feeling it, dude. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Craig, are you going to South Carolina sectionals? I wish I can't. I can't. No, I can't not. get off work. I would love to go. Um, as a matter of fact, I got to squad. I met um, Todd Holmes and um, Tyler. Tyler something Heimer Messers. Messenheimer. <laughs> I don't know how to say his last Messenheimer. Yeah. Um, we actually stayed in the Airbnb. Me, uh, me, and Tom and and those guys and um, and Donovan Setner, and they were awesome. And I would love, I mean, I would love to shoot that match, but I just can't, I can't get off. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. 
Well, it's pretty weird thinking, oh, I'm going to drive like 24 hours to shoot an afternoon only. Because <laughs> my energy is far from everything. So it's going to, mm-hmm. yeah, 24 hours driving. Is it really hours. only a half day? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, day. it's a half day. Shoot the whole entire match. The thing, you should just move to Tennessee. Everything for me is like three hours away. All the matches that I want to shoot. Yeah, that's in the middle of the land. I yeah, I, mean, I don't think anybody, you know, nobody that I know around, like my family has no idea what we do. Like, you know, they, like when you really think about it, like we just went to Area 6 and I think my total time was 126 seconds. And I drove, you know, 19, <laughs> 19 hours. And, you know, yeah, it's like I drove 19 hours to shoot for less than or two, minutes. Less than two minutes. Yeah, it's like pretty <laughs> solid. You know, it's for the love of the game. <laughs> for the love of the game. Yeah. You know, the one thing I would I would say, and I really, I thought Area 6 was great. I thought last year was great. I love that range. The venue was great. The, the the ROs were awesome. The only, not complaint, but maybe um, suggestion would be, you know, maybe have something at the end. Don't even have to have an awards banquet. But if they had something where, you know, just drinks after, everybody could get together. Because that's what's the most fun. I mean, yeah. you get, I didn't get to see everybody. We didn't get to hang out. A lot of us are only friends from matches, right, you know. Right. And so I, I missed out on seeing a lot of guys. Yeah. And I thought, hopefully, if they're hearing this, hopefully they can, uh, maybe as a suggestion, maybe do something after the match where everybody just doesn't haul ass after they're done shooting. You know, maybe we can all get together and, you know, you have some camaraderie and some fun and, you know, just hang out. Yeah. I think that would that would be fun. You don't have to have an awards ceremony. We don't need to have that. But I think they should, though. I think they should. I sure, mean, but the best part. That's why I say I really no, like No, no, I know. I know, but. Puerto Rico, Aruba, that was no, awesome. Yeah, no, I know. But they want to personalize the plaques, so I get that. But. If you don't do that, if you're against it, then at least have us have something afterwards where we can all get together. Because I, I hope they do that next year. You know, and we I were think, done early enough to do that. And I do think that that is valid. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. yeah, That could probably be good for the caterer, too. He could get on board with that and probably yeah. sell yeah. another meal worth the shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, pay or whatever. I don't care. But it was, it was right. just, uh, you know. Have a place for people to hang out and yeah. a place to take yeah. pictures and stuff like that, and yeah. everyone will do it. Yeah. Even if you did awards with the plaques without them engraved, I mean, that's still valuable. So, like, it's weird not having that. Uh, yeah. I all, I care, all I care that it says first PCC. I don't care if it has my name on it. If they gave it to me, that's good enough for me. Yeah, you just so got to earn it. Get you don't, you don't personalize it. Just give it to me. Like, you know? Get a gold cup that you can stand and hold while you shake the hand, and you don't even take it with you. It just gets yeah. in every picture. the <laughs> same freaking gold There you go. Cup. And everyone's like, yeah, I won. Yeah. You know, number one with the cup, and then they leave, you know? Like a then you get your, your picture. You get your in the mail. I'll take that. Your senior job. picture. Everybody you puts that stupid thing on. <laughs> are, um, are any of you guys going to Nationals in Colorado? All of us. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've got the the best house in Grand Junction rented. Fifty four hundred square feet or something. It's it's what? wild. Where am I not on the invite for these houses every match? Yeah. <laughs> not every match. This is only the the second one. But yeah, hey, Craig, are we shooting together? Are you are we all are we all squatting up or are you doing your other thing? Like how are we doing this? I have no idea. What's your other thing? I have Craig? no idea. Well, Craig likes to shoot with Tom. Craig likes to shoot with Tom. Which is okay. My boyfriend. We're married. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. You know, I just really enjoy like when we're all together. Like, I mean, we, you know, we haven't seen Darren in a while because Darren had shot Area Six on Thursday, and like, you know, I, 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 I miss him. I, I totally missed Darren. Me too. Uh, me too. Yeah. There's been some about all being together. You know, it feels like. No, man, I love Darren. I, I wish we, you know, it'd be fun to. Sh- it was always fun to shoot together. Um, yeah. Like uh, you mentioned, Mike, you mentioned the award ceremony in Puerto Rico. I mean, there, and I, I mentioned this on other podcasts on Tom's podcast. There, 
we are we 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 are lacking in celebrating guys that win and all that stuff. I mean, Puerto Rico and Aruba, they have like a you know, they got podium. You know, they have everybody's clapping. It's like a big deal. You know, it's it's pretty cool. And I think we we could we could do much better, uh, especially you know, like I said, even if even if we don't do that, even if we do something where we're all just getting together and hanging out at the end would be would be awesome. Well, you know? I agree because that that's where like I got to talk to Mason Lane and Kaylee Lane. Like it's a lot easier to yeah, go up man. to somebody after the match is over when everybody's decompressed and not have to like, yeah. hey, I don't know if they are on deck if they're gonna shoot soon or like exactly. is like did they yeah. just eat you? Did they not? Like, you know, when everybody's at the award ceremony, everybody's done shooting. And then and you're you all having say, a couple beers. Say, How'd your match go? You don't want to ask somebody in the middle of their game and be like, Yeah. Uh so how is your match going? I mean, I I I do that even though i know some people hate it because i i generally want to know like hey how are you like tell me has anyone ever answered though like how how's your match in a positive way ever ever i i try to always do that i never talk negative well that's why i like greg i'm the complete opposite Um, well only like i think i've i think i've heard that like only a handful of times it's like one of them one of the first ones was mason lane at area eight and he's like yeah, it's going pretty good, pretty good. Well, he won. Exactly. I mean, look, I mean, I've had those matches before, right? I mean, you know when you're shooting well. It's just that's why I love this game. That's why it's a challenge. To me, that's what keeps me coming back is that, like, you can never do perfect, yeah. right? Like, you go bowling. You can throw 300. You can't do any better than that, right? Like, there's a limit. So, with shooting, much like golf, which is why I also really enjoy golf, they're very mental, and there's no limit to how good you can do it. You can always be better. And, you know, if you're – I don't know. Like, I, I analyze all You're a GM. Um, you can't. Well, I'm pretty, perfect. You're gonna win. Well, can't you? I'm perfect. pretty self-deprecating. So, like, I'm not very positive on myself because I'm trying to get to a level that you know that feels perfect. So, like, no, I only look at the negative you're things. Going for perfect. Doing. Come on, man, you can do better. You're going well, you for can, perfect. Well, I get Reach that. that. That's, what I'm, trying, that's that. what I'm trying to explain. What are you talking about? That's what I'm trying to explain. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like there's always striving for perfection. So, you know, like it's never a time. Like I, I'll never forget this one stage I shot. It was like when I was still shooting MPX, I had just started. It was my first year. But like it just, I can still think about it to this day. It was a stupid local match. But God, that stage just felt perfect. Like my footwork, you know, I shot, I think I had all alphas except for one. I had all alphas and one Charlie. It was like a 26 round stage. Like, I went one for one on steel. Like, that felt perfect. So, it's like, to me, I'm, like, always striving to know, like, I know that was good. And so, you know, until I could put together a 12-stage match that's like that, like, I, you know, there's always – I always want to come back. And then even if you do put together a 12-stage match, it's like, you know, the other best part about this game is getting to see guys like Corey and Craig and Christina, like, and, and, and Kenzie. Like, we're all from different parts of the country, and these matches bring people together. And, you know, like, when you have a team like, like we have at Da Vinci where it's very, like, family-oriented, it feels like family. You know, it's just, it's, it's always, uh, you know, almost looking forward to it more than shooting the match itself is seeing everybody and uh, getting to hang out. So I agree with Craig that it'd be very nice to to have that more. But then again, I was just thinking about too, Craig, like, you know, what about the, you know, leaguers and all that, that aren't, you know, they're from Kentucky and they're not, you know, they shoot Saturday. They're not going to be able to hang around on, on Sunday. So no. would have, like, would you have a little thing like Friday night, Saturday night and Sunday night for like all the shooters when they're done? Like, Hey, no, happy I would I wouldn't give anybody an excuse to drink the day before they got to shoot, man. (laughs) You know, know, but maybe after the match, you know, I mean, after the match, listen, I mean, you know, you said it, we're all from other places and most of us are friends from shooting, you know, in the shooting community brings it together. Well, why take away the thing that brings us together? We can't, we can't really have camaraderie, you know, other stages and stuff. I mean, Brennan, you know, Brennan Conaway came and talked to me 
and say hi and all that stuff. And I was, I was the next shooter up and I felt crappy because I'm like trying to run through mental game. Yeah. and said hi. And that was it. And so I, I text him later. I apologize, but it's like, that's our only time we have to, you know, see each other, which sucks. I mean, hopefully they can change that. I hope they do. Hope they do. That's why yeah, I like, I love the things that was really cool. I wish you could have everybody on your same spot and you can't, <laughs> I wish yeah. we try. Yeah. And like, I, I do love shooting with teams and I love shooting with like teammates and stuff. But one thing I have an intentional about no matter what discipline I've been shooting three gun, USPSA, whatever is I try to squad with people. I don't know. So I don't always get on the same squad with my same buddy all the time. Like I know a lot of people do that, but it's different. Cause I, I do go by myself, but it's be, that's how I've met so many people and learned so many different things. And I love it. Yeah. Well, me and Corey are doing that this year. So me and Corey have, you know, we talked about our match schedule and me and Corey are on the same squad for, I think at least half my majors. Yeah. And you know, we have, we've gone through that. Corey's like, you know, I try to shoot with different people, but it's like, I'd rather just shoot with my buddies and people that I know I'm going to have a fun day with, because that's going to make me have a better match performance too, where that's part of I can it. laugh and joke and it, you know, like, you know, like when you have a bad stage, you can kind of let it go a little easier when you, when you're with your friends versus people you don't know, because you got nobody to talk to. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, well, yeah. I've I, run we into decided that. this year, like we're just gonna shoot, you know, what's your what's your schedule? What's my schedule? Let's squat up whenever we can. Yeah. So like, you know. Christina, we'll I'm working on your mental game. We know we need areas of improvement there. I won't go into that, but <laughs> ask Craig and Corey. Oh no, Corey, how'd you get the new Corey? And Craig, how do you have such that calm demeanor and good mental game? Mike, you're okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can go, Craig. I- um, I don't know how I got me. I, uh, I don't know. So I, I try not to get stressed out. I try to uh, be controlled. But what to me, I think what what takes away anxiety is preparation. Right. So um, if you walk the stage and I'm anal and, and Tom is anal and we walk stages together and I walk stages, I walk the crap out of stages. And then when I'm uh, when I'm before I'm going to shoot. Um, when I'm maybe three or four guys, I'm constantly running mental, the mental program. And my mental program is I know in my mind's eye where every target is detailed, kind of where every step would be, um, where I'm putting my dot on specifically where I'm putting my dot, not on the Brown, but on a spot, you know, on hardcover and no shoots. So that takes away a lot of anxiety, you know? Um, you know, I think that's a huge thing. Um, I'll tell you what, if anybody's, if anybody, you know, has mental, mental issues, like with matches, um, Lenny Basham's uh, CDs is mental management for shooting sports is money that you, you just can't, it's, oh my gosh, it's awesome. Have you ever taken Anderson's class? Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's awesome. Uh, He's good. But I, what really helped me out um, is that, I mean, I I hate, you know, that's helped me huge. And and so I run a mental program and then, you know, I'm, 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 I'm running it over and over until I know until all I think about and shooting a stage is kind of what Steve Anderson says is I've run the mental program so much that I no longer have to think about where I'm going. Now I'm only concentrating on shooting alpha and in my head, I'm like alpha, 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 alpha. That's all I'm doing is shooting alphas because I've mentally programmed everything else. So that's kind of how I do it. I don't know. That's cool. I, I don't think about anything. Think about where you place. I don't look at scores. I know there's a lot of guys and a lot of better people, a lot of better shooters than me look at scores. And, but like, if I have to worry about, if I'm thinking about what someone else is doing, I'm not thinking about what I'm supposed to be doing. So, you know, after I shoot the stage, I may look at their, their score on the stage, but I never look at anybody else's scores before I shoot a, a stage. Yep. Nothing. Yep. I never do that. Isaac was really bad about that. And it, he was like, I was like, Hey bro, does that even help you? He's like, no, not really. I was like, then why are you looking at it? It doesn't matter if it's the last stage or not. It's just, yeah. everybody's different, you know, yeah. but, 
for me, I it works it differently. I don't get nervous with it. I use it for, because I've been screwed, you know, I've been around since PCC started. So, you know, when you, if you've been around shooting PCC for three, four years now, you've been screwed by an RO with the sensitivity too high and they're picking up shots from the other bay. And so I look at scores because I'm like, okay, look, everybody's top time here. I know I'm one of the fastest ones, right? So like if JJ's this and these guys are this, like I should be around the same time. So that way, you know, if the stage is 12-5 on average, and then all of a sudden you hear the RO call at the end of it, like 15-7, like, whoa, can you please check the last split? So I use looking at scores before a stage just to kind of know that I'm not getting railed because it's happened to me before. So, you know, like, you you know, I don't know. Like there's people get nervous about looking at scores. I don't like, you know, when I look at the score, the guy with the number one PCC score obviously shot a good stage. You wouldn't be a number one PCC without it. So like all I'm looking for is just executing my plan. And if I know if I execute my plan, then I'm going to, be better in my head anyway i mean it didn't happen stage three as kenzie saw and christina saw tried to do something different and it didn't really work out but you know at the end of the day i just it it doesn't make me nervous so much as it's just like i just want to know because it takes pressure off of me because to me the unknown puts more pressure on me so if i didn't know what other people were doing and i can't see live scoring i'm just gonna assume that like wow they're just smoking it at every stage and like i you know my little mistake here my you know it's gonna build in my head so if I could see that, like, whether they did good or not, I just know what the score is. I'll feel so much better before I shoot because yeah. I feel less pressure. But that's that's just my – I'm a lot different than most people. I'm kind of psychotic, so <laughs> I wouldn't really take my advice. Corey, old Corey, new Corey. How did new Corey come out? <laughs> you know, I, I just realized that getting in my head wasn't helping me. And um, I needed to, you know, really focus on just not – trying to do something new at a big match. You know, I, um, I'm there to show what I've already learned, not learn a new skill or try something new, or even, you know, even to the point of, I, I don't even look at odd stage plans that much anymore at big matches. Mm-hmm. I know that I might think I can have a better stage plan because I can cut a spot out or, or something. But generally, I take the like I take the NASCAR approach to where like as long as you pit with everyone else, you can't be left like way behind and, and laps down, you know. I so love like, that. I'll, I'll be like, okay, Mike, what's the stage plan? As long as I do a Mike stage plan, I can generally be in that you know a few percent. Yeah, area six was pretty rough, man. I mean, like I came out and I sucked so bad, but then Corey came out. He didn't walk any of the stages and like during the five minute or the four minute walkthrough now, Corey's like, well, what are we doing? It's like, go here, shoot this, shoot that. And then Corey would just come out and just crush it. It was like, okay, like, why can't I be doing that? Like I walked through these about a million times. Corey just like heard about it two seconds ago and he's smoking it. (laughs) So, I mean, you were giving me a little validation. Like you see, like, I know my stage plans are good. I just suck. So that, you know. (laughs) Then you did two wonky stages where I was like, Mike, if you just ran it, like the stage would want you to. I don't know. I, I usually find going against the grain sometimes is a good thing because like, you know, everybody's going this way and especially me and Corey were talking about it. I don't know how you feel about this Craig or Christina, but like, you know, as a righty going from right to left, you know, on a stage needs to be significantly better for me to do it because now I have to come up, I have to shoot across my body. I have to drag a gun. Maybe it's something I need to work on, but me and Corey were both talking about it because we shot on the same squad with Christina and Kenzie, but it's just like, you know, when I'm stage planning, I, I always find that it's it's a lot better to, to go with the The gun, only so. reason I didn't do that was my ankle, and I was very upset. I was afraid of that one stage. I, just, I don't I feel don't know. like it's necessarily faster to do it one way or the other, but you're going to take more shots while you're comfortable. Yeah. So you're more like, your likelihood of alphas is higher, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it backfired on that one. I, I lost a second and a half on what a five second stage, which is huge. So like, it wasn't I five seconds, but but it was yeah. So I don't know. I felt good that I stuck with it, and all you guys were going the other way, and I'm like, I'm just going to go this way. And hopefully, <laughs> you, like, I I did it because I've been to the range, you know, whatever range time two weeks before, and practice shooting right to left and left to right, and if it was a solid same, I I tend to practice with three targets minimum or like three targets. And, you know, you want alpha, 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 alpha. And I did that moving and moving and, well, it presented like that. And you didn't have to run with the gun. You had it up the entire time for that state. So so in that case, I didn't notice any, like, significant difference, right to left or left to right, if you're not having to manipulate the gun besides just shooting. It's like the same. Fair enough. I've got like semi no questions left here. Anybody else? <laughs> oh, I mean, you know. I, so the only thing I would add to that is there's a, I walk stages with Tom and uh, Tom Castro and he, he's really good. I mean, he sees a lot of stuff. I don't, I just, uh, that, that's not my strength is um, walking stages. Um, and sometimes he'll see stuff and it's like, Hey, right to left is better. I'm like, Oh, geez, really? You know, cause it's like right to left. <laughs> But like, like stage two was an example that right to left to me was to him. He saw it. I'm like, yeah, it's better. It ran, it flowed better. You know, that's the one. That's I, an example. I disagree, though, because that's stage okay. two, I mean, well, that's I mean, why it's great. It's all freestyle, you know? Well, I know. But like, so like the only advantage I saw on stage two, and this is why I went left to right, was that like you get to the right side and you have three nice targets to look at. But after that, I said I was shooting way across my body and that was super uncomfortable. Whereas, like, I can run to the left, and, yeah, it was kind of onto a downhill landing area, which is a little more risky. But, like, I, I just, again, go back to what me and Corey were saying, man. Like, going left to right, I can shoot as I'm running that way. But, like, to drag the gun, you, you ain't shooting. So, having to go right to left is, is definitely different. But, I mean, like, how do you feel, like, do you feel no. like Tom Tom would change that if he had a PCC? Or do you think that he would so, run right to left? No. So, I asked him that, and we have that conversation all the time. And uh, I'm totally comfortable going right to left. I have zero issue with it. You know what I mean? It's none. And I'm shooting on the move and he's helped me out huge, man. We're shooting on the move. That's the only thing I can say is, you know, he told me initially, Hey, you're going to suck. You're going to throw a bunch of mics, but now I'm to the point where I'm able to shoot left, right, whatever. But in that specific instance for me, it worked better going right to left. That's the only thing I can say. I mean, and, and, and that's the good thing about freestyle because in this match in general, like I, I, we spoke about it before, like, good Lord, how many different ways were there to run this match? And you could run three or four different ways on some of these stages and it would not kill you. You would, as long as you executed, you were right up there with the top of everybody else, you know, which was pretty cool. You know, it was well, a really I good think match. You guys went, went right to left on another stage, like stage nine or, or 10 or something like that. It was sort Ten of was like the wonky one. Nine was the one that you could have start in the back or the front in the window. And we nine. all, yeah. yeah, I went right. We went right to left on nine. Right, yeah, and we went left to right. We started the four. It was a little bit yeah. of a retreat, but you know, a little different. I want to redo that stage exactly. though. I want to shoot it three different ways. I wanted to come in. No, I would love to. I, I was saying the same. So much fun. That was my exactly. favorite stage of the whole match. I did horrible as yeah. stages go, but like you go up, you go middle, you go back, like oh yeah. fun. <laughs> I, I ran it, I ran it to the right. Larry Talbot ran it to the left, and he yeah. did really yeah. well. I think he beat me by like two or three points, but like it 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 flowed either way. I watched Max Michelle run it. I think he ran it from right to left. Man, you could you could have shot that thing a, a few different ways. It was, I thought, like I said, I think this was a great match yep. uh, because you could have shot all these stages multiple ways and they wouldn't have hurt you. How many stages have we all shot or matches where, you know, if you go one way, you're just done? 
you know, it just screws you bad. You know, I don't think this was like one of those stages matches. It was great. You know, no, really it was a lot. it's funny so being a PCC shooter too. I don't know if you've noticed like with, with walkthroughs with pistol shooters or like the ones that you have to reload every 10 rounds, you're completely running into each other while you're walking. I know. <laughs> I know. Going no, against the grain. You know with, uh, with Darren, because Darren's a lefty. So usually Darren's going the opposite way. So it's like, yeah. you, know, let, you know, when you're doing the walkthroughs, like you got to give Darren an extra 30 seconds because he's got to do the whole stage before he gets out of the way. Because his last position is usually our first. but Because yeah. he's wrong-handed. Right. He's <laughs> wrong hand when he was a kid. Right. Yeah, no, but I mean. People in our yeah, but I mean, if, if there's if there's not much left here, because Kenzie was saying before that she's running out of questions, but I just wanted to say anybody out there that's listening, if you see any of us out at a match, you know, feel free to come up and say hi. And if you're interested in shooting the guns, like, you know, don't be shy. Please come over and say hi. And, and I'll gladly let you fire a few rounds if they have a practice bay. You get to try to, in my gun, the shield buffer. Craig has a super heavy gun with a JP buffer. So we got them set up a couple different ways. But, you know, you bring over some ammo. I'll let you load up a mag and have some fun. So, yeah. yeah. Same. Christine and I got ammo sponsors. You guys can uh, shoot our ammo. We sound horrible, but really. Yeah, shoot. yeah, go to Kenzie or Christine and get their ammo, and then come over and grab the gun, and then you can see what it's like. There you go. I, I always travel with a backup gun, too, so there's always, I've always got one available if someone yeah. has a gun go down or something. Me, too. But. Now, people don't trust me anymore because I break everything, so, like, why would I want to borrow your gun? I swear <laughs> to God, I have two that work, and it's phenomenal. We <laughs> really had, um, at Area 6, oh, go ahead. <laughs> You're going to give it to Kenzie, and then we'll really know if Da Vinci can hold, hold the life strong. <laughs> that no is true. <laughs> no malfunction thing that it has going for it. Just give it to at, Kenzie. At, at oh, Area 6, we actually took a bay. We actually went, I think it was stage four. Um, after the match, I, I had three or four people like hit me up, and we we shot rounds at the end, you know, at the end of the bay. Um, they tried stuff out. So, like, I, I always say, like, I was putting in my Instagram thing, listen, man, you know, hit it, hit one of us up wearing the Vinci shirt. And, you know, I always try to bring extra ammo, um, and try it out, man. Um, and if you got a PCC, maybe I can try yours out. I love shooting different stuff, man. Yeah. So, you know, Craig, uh, nice, but preferably don't shoot my ammo. You know, bring it <laughs> <The cool> part, <laughs> though, for, for people listening. And I know Mike has not followed instructions yet, but um, we'll look for the team page on DaVinci's website actually coming soon. I'm actually going to have everybody's match scheduled on there. So I'll actually be able to list out where Corey will be, where I will be. So if we've got overlapping, cool. But if we're at different matches, you know, you can find us all across the country, which is kind of nice. So I'm working on that. Yeah, in my most recent USBSA magazine they sent to my house, they had, like, the match schedule for the year. I have a lot of circles on there. It's, like, more than half the page. Like, oh, I'm going on a lot of these. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> now, actually, before we wrap up, too, I want to talk about nationals, too. Um, so going to nationals, like, what are you guys doing to, like, prepare for that mentally, physically, you know, and, and obviously with practice? Um, and what's your goals for nationals? To do well. A-class. Yeah. Okay. If I'm not there already, I want A-class. You want to bump Look, at national class? I don't okay. care. Look, this is where nationals, major match, it doesn't matter to me. They're all big matches, right? I want to go to every single match I shoot, and I want to come off the range feeling like whether I won or not, that I did – obviously, I always want to win, but that I did the best that I could do, and I didn't leave anything out there. And that's, you know, almost impossible because there's always going to be times that you feel like you're leaving something out there. But for me, like, I just want to know in my heart that I did as good as I could, and I didn't let myself down. Um, I'm pretty hard on myself. So if I don't have a good performance, it's, uh, it's pretty depressing, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you always hope you come away with the win, but as long as I'm feeling like I'm shooting solid, I mean, that's all you could really ask for. I mean, when you're going to nationals though, all the best shooters are there, right? So like we got the Maxes and the Joshes and the Zach Smiths, which are all on the West coast 
and me and Corey are more East Coast guys. Craig's went, you know, uh, Christina and Craig also East Coast people. So, you know, those guys out there are really, really good with PCC. Brian, so, don't forget Brian. Oh, yeah, Brian well, Brian, Brian, Brian's an East Coaster also. Brian took Marco, course, so Brian Marco, precious souls. Do that whole, yeah. 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 Oh, I shoot with Marco. Oh, Marco. I don't want to talk about Marco. Greg, Greg, I, the middle. I don't want to talk about Marco. I owe Marco one for Aruba because he got me by like one and a yeah. half. And I'm, we call know, him I, little I, brown brown. I, well, yeah, I want to go back to Aruba so bad and go down there and just like, you know, get it off. But, you know, <laughs> we're not doing that this year. I know he's going back, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Christine, do you want to say anything? I'm hoping for top 20. Okay. I uh, the, my preparation. Um, I don't want anything to, to mess up the mental game. So, like, uh, you know, we don't. Me and Christine, we both live down in South Florida. I mean, I probably live five miles from her. Nice. Um, I was born and raised in Miami. I still live down here. Uh, shooting in cold weather sucks. I just don't have any experience in it. So, my one of my preparations is actually just to get proper cold weather stuff. Just in case, you know, it, it is cold, so it doesn't take anything away from my mental game. It's called you know, under armor. Under ask Christina. Armor. No, no, no. Ask Christina what she has right now. Well, I had a, like, legit total freak out when I woke up. I mean, I knew what the temperature was going to be, but when I saw it uh, in North Carolina, I, I kind of legit freaked out a little, and I don't actually <laughs> do that almost ever. And um, I was texting my teammates, I'm like, I got to go to the store. I need more warm stuff. Like, I'm not ready. I don't have a scarf. Like, I'm just going to get cold. And I was kind of freaking out. I I mean, I was in Maine before Florida, but Miami thins your blood super fast. So I was freaking out. Well, Kinsey had an extra pair of wool clothing, and um, I still have it in my car right now. Okay. Nice. I'll be returning it to her. Just like sisters, um, I, you know? I need the clothing. Like I'm, it, it works really well. I mean, I was super comfortable. I wore it day two because we were shooting in the morning, and man, I, I was, I was Gucci. I was doing. Craig, that plays a big role, though. Um, I'm, I'm the same way. I was really like not happy with how cold that was on day one for us. Like, we didn't expect that. But for people listening, it's not Under Armour, Mike. Hold on, it's merino wool. Like I backpack in the Smokies in 30 degree mm-hmm. weather and snow, so it's merino wool head to toe. Yeah, I'm but the about. Under Armour is very nice because it's tight though. So you it's know, the same it thing. Merino wool is no comfortable tight. It's, it's the same thing. Feel, yeah. It's the same thing. Um, I mean, the neck garter, the socks, and the pants, and the shirt. Back to how I expect to place or what I expect. Um, I don't put, you know, I'm not going to put like some expectation. I can't control how anybody else shoots. What I can control is how I shoot. So my goal to go there is to control every facet of how I shoot. And if I can do that um, and roll the punches and fight through things and I'm going to have, you know, there's going to be some ups and downs and, you know, you've got to learn how to, you know, deal with failure. I mean, listen, I got DQ'd at Nats last year. I, I'm not embarrassed to say it. It was, you know, it was stupid, but it was my fault. But um, what do you, how do you learn? What do you learn? So even if I go up there and I destroy, I just totally, you know, suck at like 10 stages. Um, you could either go up there and, and not learn anything and just say, oh, I suck or whatever, or learn from that, use it as a learning thing. So, you know, I'm all, I'm trying to get better and I always want to get better. And so I'm not going to let anything go to waste but I am going to pay attention to how I shoot me, not anybody else, you know, but me. So that's, that's what I'm going to do, you know, yeah. to go up there and say, oh, I'm going to win that. Well, I mean, that means if you don't, you failed. No, hell no. Um, you know, I'm going to go up there and shoot the absolute best and, and look at every little, you know, every, you know, our sport is all about minutia, right? I mean, especially when you get to higher level, it's little minutia. So I'm going to try to take care of all the little minutia and everything else will take care of itself. And yeah. that's how yeah. I feel. 
I think I looked at that with, um, of course, shooting with Mike and Corey, though. And Mike, when you had really good stages, the, the seconds, you know, the time, I'm like, okay, I'm only a second behind. Yeah, that adds up, right? That's 12 seconds overall. That's a ton of time. But for me to be that close on some of the movement stuff, you know, I'm, I'm excited. So I thought you shot really well at Area 6. I mean, your okay. movement was good. Thank you. you know, well, that's, me, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. It's, it's making it get around the course of fire. If you, you know, shooting is one thing, but you got to be able to hit the positions fast. And, yeah. you know, a lot of it when you're using the rifle, cause it's so long, you know, you, it's, it's all about like, well, am I going to come in on my left foot or my right foot? Like that makes a big difference for like the exit, you know? So like, there's a lot of little nuances about moving around the course of fire with a PCC that, you know, to me, that's what makes it fun. And I, I always say when I'm shooting a good stage, it feels like I'm dancing. I'm a horrible dancer, but you know, like I'm not looking down and my feet are hitting the fault line perfectly. And most of that goes like Craig was saying into preparation where you're stage planning. And you know, when, if you do enough stage planning and you have it in your head well enough, it kind of just all works together. But yeah, to me, it's, it's a lot of movement, you know, I mean, you gotta still be able to hit the alphas too, though. I have a lot of mics. That's my problem. Craig, I'm super jealous though. Looking at your performance too, like you had Tom Castro as your mentor, like your teacher, your person that helps walk you through stage plans. I mean, that's huge. And Christina, if you you coach or you get coached by Craig, you're me whooping everybody's butt. And that's a, that's well, the biggest. I, walk, thing. I walked with them at the open, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of like I that's the most I've been around you and Tom, and that was incredible. Yeah, and, we we spent a lot of time walking stages together. Everything. Yeah, yep. that, that was really, really awesome. And like Tom's, and I squatted with you guys too. And uh, Tom's like aggression. And I mean, it's very true with this game. If you're not moving wherever you can, you're you're behind. Um. So, and yeah. even just from the open, which is in February, to Area Six. I mean, I went from like not missing when I'm actually making that happen. Just like you said, like, Oh, you know, you're going to miss some and then you're going to close that gap. Well, I'm definitely still closing the gap, but when it comes together, I'm excited. Just like you can. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I've had the, I mean, I, I'm going to throw a plug in for Tom. Like he's got his own uh, Tom Castro shooting Academy and, and uh, it, it, he's been a huge help, man. I mean, there's no other way for me to say it. Like it's, he sees stuff that I wish I'm at that level. I'm just not yet. And even in the area six, listen, man, it's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> so you can, we all want to win. Everybody wants to win every single time, you know, and I shot a really good match, but that's not how it is all the time. But he saw stuff that, you know, while I'm in the match, like, damn it, you know, how come I can't? So there's just, it's an advantage. I mean, but, um, you know, when you shoot, when squad with someone that's, that, that's, that's really good. I mean, they help you out, you know, and then, the other thing I would say is, you know, make sure you're able to do some of the stuff that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, you, you need to know your own abilities, you know? Yeah. Too, so. Well, it's like when, when we squat up, yeah, I want to beat them, but I'm going to play my game because I know that I'm not yes. at that level. So if you try yes. to shoot Mike style and I'm at this level, it's yeah. not going to go well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like everyone kind of needs someone that helps them push hard like like the tom that's just like the gas pedal go 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 and then maybe someone that that's the voice of reason and kind of you know like i, I you know like uh, josh Raylich is a really good if you ever talk to him or listen to any of the stuff that he says it's all about control and every shot you know where it's going and 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 so like having to know when to to listen to this advice or that advice or like i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to this podcast on the way here because it's going to make me more aggressive or I'm going to listen to this other one because it's probably going to reel me in and this is probably what I need to do. 
Yeah. Um, that can really serve you well, I think, if you know yourself good enough to know what you need. Yeah. I, I think in the end, you know, when we're all shooting minor. This is all about shooting alphas. Yeah. You know, and, and not deltas. I mean, to me, and Marco Cabahug and Aruba, uh, when we shot, when we squatted with him, Mike, uh, he was like, listen, man, a delta is, an, is a is a no penalty mic. It's a mic. That's all it is. Yep. So there should be, you know, zero friggin' deltas, you know. We should all be striving for alphas. And one and a half percent for proving him wrong. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. Still a loss. <laughs> it hurts. It still hurts. If Mark goes out there. Don't embarrass me. No, no. I want to do final thoughts to it real quick. I wanted to say one more thing, too, is like Jason Clark, too, with PGC. He's been doing the same, Craig, with me, where he's sending me his videos. If he shot Area 6, he would send me the GoPro footage, and I could see a stage plan. And I only ran like one or two stages differently from him. And I even took a chance. Like my thing was this year is I'm doing stuff that normally I would be reserved, like that swinger on 12. I normally would have done from the back, played it slow. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take five shots on it. And I got three shots on it. And I was stoked. <laughs> but like, that was a big deal for me because the last three matches, I haven't had a single miss on swingers and I was terrified of swingers. And I bought the go fast, don't suck swinger. And that changed for me. So I don't know. I'm excited. You want me to, you want me to ruin you mentally right now? Don't blow your streak. Don't sure. blow your, don't blow the streak, you know? The next match. Just I'm second though. I'm second. I've already blown the streak. I've lost. Second is losing. <laughs> That's all right. Um, but I'll start with you, Mike. Um, we won't even talk about that. Um, final thoughts for the people listening to the podcast. Anything else you want to leave them? Yeah, final thoughts. I mean, I don't know. To wrap up on Da Vinci Crew, I'd say I'm just I feel super blessed and super fortunate to be a part of you know the team that we have and the guys that are on it and Dave and Adriana and I just you know. Every day and every time I go shoot for them, I just, uh, you know, thinking about representing them and, you know, trying to do the best that I can. It's uh, it's kind of like the dream come true almost in a way. You know, it's kind of been from the time I started. But, you know, really, really nice gun. If you guys are in the market for a PCC, definitely check them out, DaVinciMachining.com, you know, and uh, or just, you know, email Dave and you guys can start building your own gun up. So I know that they've been starting to sell uppers and lowers so you can build your own. So check that out also. But that's about it. Yeah. Christina? Uh, super excited for the year. This is going to be the best year ever on the range. It's already uh, hitting the ground running. I think I'm three majors in and just be part of the team. And like you said, having equipment that works. And the biggest thing about this year is I'm actually training pretty hard and putting rounds down range outside of the matches. So I'm mm -hmm. um, looking forward to growing and uh, being part of the team. You're doing good on uh, physical stuff too, yoga and stretching and all that. Good job. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's, that's a game, Greg. Um, I would say something more general. I would say, you know, if anybody wants to get better, um, you know, this this sport's all about fun, and you know, we all we all have a great time. But uh, you know, work on getting yourself better. You know, I mean, we go to these matches, and a lot of guys, you know, first thing they say is, "Oh, I suck. I shot on my god, gummit." You know. Stop talking negative about yourself. I mean, try to try to change your mental game. If your mental game is not there, you know, this is this sport is huge in mental, you know, and I'm not even there yet. But there, I mean, think about it. It's probably 90 something percent mental, you know, really. And uh, so hopefully everybody, you know, you, you try to get better and, and practice, you know, do dry fire. I can't get out to the range all the time. Dry fire. Don't make excuses and, and work on your mental game. And that'll take care of a lot, you know. Um you don't even lastly, have to want a belt to dry fire for PCC, but go ahead. Yeah. I mean, lastly, like, uh, um, I, um, I feel, you know, every time I go to the range, I get to shoot, you know, and shoot for Da Vinci. I, I feel fortunate. It's not owed to me. There's nothing owed to me. Um, 
I never thought I'd be a sponsored shooter. I never thought I'd, you know, be in this position. So I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful, you know? And so that's it. That's all I wanted to say. I love it. Of course you'll. Uh, you know, all of this kind of the same things that they said. I think that this is just a, a great family. Um, Dave and Adrian are just, you know, great people. Awesome to, to work with and work for. Um, if you're ever, you know, want to check out my stuff, um, there's lots of different people out there shooting them on lots of different platforms. Uh, the DaVinci is the best, but it does go on to lots of other ones. So, um, you know, check check me out at shiomfg.com um, or through the DaVinci website. Love it. Thank you guys for joining. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Since you're the newest team ever, what about you, Kenzie? What are your thoughts? Of course, I had to do that. No, um, yeah, huge, huge thank you to DaVinci, even to give me a chance on marketing too. I think it's a, a again, people have seen it, it's a big deal to be able to represent a company and have gear that works. Like I don't run anything in my life that you know I don't believe in or trust, and that's been my struggle point for a long time. But like Craig said, like I'm putting in the work, dry firing, live firing, going to matches, trying to be a lot less negative towards myself, trying to build people up too. And I have to remember at the end of the day, if it's not fun don't go. And I did take four months off from burnout. And then I came back stronger because I was mentally in a much better place than I was. So I'm excited to see what 2022 brings and beyond. Sweet. That was fun. There you go. Thanks for coming on guys. It was good talking to you. Love it. Love it. Thanks everybody for listening. Stay tuned to the next episode of the Reticle Up podcast. Thanks for listening to the Reticle Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Reticle Up or 3 Gun Kenzie.